0: Welcome to Specs Speak Science, the scientific podcast hosted by a rotating cast of chemists and industry experts. From highlighting the hidden chemistry in our everyday lives to discussing relevant industry topics, Specs Speak Science looks to deliver informative content to the scientific community. With that, please enjoy this installment of Specs Speak Science. welcome to our specs podcast today we're going to be talking about classical chemistry with one of our senior chemists at specs bridge tonk thank you very much for joining us bridge
1: my pleasure
0: tell me more about yourself how long have you been at specs what do you do
1: i've been here oh gosh, oh for a long time more than 30 years and uh, you know uh, it, it's a, you know i just you know love it here and uh, I've seen company grow from, you know, from very small place. What we, we I guess the whole business was half a million dollar and now it's almost over 15 million, I, I believe. So I've seen com- company change and grow.
0: I know that when you started out it was a small company. you were in one little small building and you had a handful of employees and and now we have you know dozens and dozens of new faces it seems uh, every day so how how have you seen your job change over the years?
1: My job had changed quite a bit okay like like we have like so many different uh you know uh, uh, projects we have taken some of them you know did not work so you know we had to move on but we we were in organometallics at one time we had so many other businesses and uh, and uh, the the company you know uh, is is like uh, now it's one of the leaders it has been one of the quality leaders in uh, in uh, C- CRM manufacturing and uh, you know and and now we are part of coal uh, colparmer in Antillia. Antillia. Right. You know, yeah. And it has grown from uh, like maybe 10, 15 people to almost hundreds of people, maybe thousands. thousand.
0: Right, yeah, right. So and it all started with the Middeldorfs. Yes. They yeah. were, were the originals. Did you know the Middeldorfs? Yeah. I, I
1: heard about them. Uh, when, when I came, it was uh, Middle, Mr., uh, Mr. and Mrs. Middledorf had sold it to uh, other person by the name of Jed Fledo. And um, I had seen Mr. Flado, and then it was sold uh, to uh, Neil Stein and the right. other. It was part you know, of JY part for of, a while.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: part of JY, a- and uh, a- and you know they they were very good with the business, and with them the company never looked back, and we grew, we grew, uh, you know, with them, and now it, it's it's one of the leaders in uh, CRM. Right.
0: Mm. It's funny, last week was a uh, spectroscopy week. Mm. And I was telling some of the some of the new people that the name specs actually came from the the spectroscopy. That's where we started w- in the CRMs for different types of spectroscopy. So that was, that was the only business and probably uh, uh, the only, well, it was the only business when you first came to specs as well was just the metals, right? Yes,
1: Right, metals and uh, specs has been, uh, you know, uh, I guess uh, the company got started in uh, 65 years ago, in 1953 or 54. Yeah, it's around that. Yeah, around that time. Definitely way over 60 years. Right, and it was very well known, and, uh, you know, we have kept specs name because it's, you know, uh, you know, uh, it's very well known and we did not change it even though many companies bought a over and right, changed hands and, yeah changed hands you know so I, I've been so blessed and proud to be to to be working for such a good company and this company has grown and uh, the owners and different owners I have seen it's just like a you know family is uh, you know all the uh, you know, the owners have been had been so kind, and now we are with Cole Parma. Uh, you know, I, this is a great company, and uh, it's uh, you know I'm I'm proud to be part of it.
0: I know well, we're proud of you, and you take a lot of pride in your work. And we call you like the king of classical chemistry. So <laughs> tell us uh, what what is classical chemistry, and what do you do, and what do you do on a daily basis?
1: Yeah. So one of the strength of Specs uh, chemicals right now it's Antelia Scientific uh, Life Sciences. Uh, we are part of Life Life Sciences Group. Is uh, that we have a uh, wet chemical uh, chemistry department, or you can say wet chemistry department, wet department. They have different names, and all of them they mean the same thing. So wet chemic uh, a lot of our competitors didn't have wet chemistry department they uh, had uh, you know instrumentation only they will uh, manufacture st- manufacture standards and they will uh, they will uh, run it only on an instrument most of the time it is icp inductively coupled plasma right. and then they will package it and ship it and uh, our products uh, ha- are triple checked you know in the beginning when we got raw material we we only use uh, very high purity materials.
0: Five you know. nines, right? Five
1: nines, yeah. So and we check it for chloride tests, doing qualitative analysis. Uh, that's the and uh, it's checked for impurities. Okay, uh, we do not accept anything more than ten or twenty TMI. So it has to be very uh, high pure uh, compound or metal, you know, and. Uh, and, and uh, all the qualitative tests are done. Impurities are checked, okay? And then we accept it. And then it goes to production department where the chemist will dissolve it, you know, depending on if it is a compound or a metal. If it's a metal, then, of course, uh, you know, you have to dissolve it in, uh, in single acid or combination of acids. Right, you do a digestion on it. Yes, exactly. And then, then uh, once it's done... Uh, they'll put all the information on a traveler. A traveler is nothing but a piece of a sheet of paper which travels with a with a bottle sample bottle. So then it's a it, chain of custody for chain it, of it? custody. Right. right. You said it exactly right, Barry. And then it comes to wet analysis department. And then wet analysis uh, is anything but you know uh, you uh, it's mainly you are using the uh, uh, you know uh, wet chemistry or uh, you are. You are uh, taking a sample in any part of the, of, the, of the solution you have, uh, you received. You would uh, take in a known amount. Uh, if it is, a, uh, we have like, uh, you know, uh, 1,000 p- different concentration of uh, metals or solutions. We, we make everything in metals, starting from aluminum, A to Z, zirconium, or zinc, uh, or anything in between. And uh, I will uh, will find out what aliquot is uh, is the right one. So we'll uh, prepare the sample, okay. And we use only class a glassware labware, you know, whether right. it's pipette or our volumetric flask, or uh, you know beakers, you know, and and we will make reaction, okay. So normally, uh, you know, you will take a the 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 uh, the solution which has, which has to be analyzed, it's called analyte, and you will perform a chemical reaction on it. Meaning, you will take an aliquot of the of the analyte, which is to be, uh, you know, which has to undergo the analysis, and you will add a reagent. And our reagents are also um, uh, ACS grade. All of them, everything has to be ACS grade. You know, uh, so high purity grades for high purity everything. Grade because we don't want uh, to get the best analysis, right? Uh, we would only use ACS grade and classic uh, lab labware. Right. There's pipette, okay? So because we certify our, our product within half a percent specification.
0: I know our uncertainties yeah. are very, very tight for, yes. our, for all of our products. Yes, yes. So to, to do all that, you
1: have to be very careful. If you're pipetting, then you have to make sure you wait three minutes usually, Okay. Uh, And make sure the pipette has completely drained into your flask or in your beaker if you are taking direct aliquot. Okay, and uh, it's a skill you acquire. You know, uh, you know. It's uh, an art uh, form. Yeah, right. It's an art form. That's what it is. It's a skill. And uh, so, analytical uh, classical chemistry is uh, is uh, is dependent on chemical reactions where you will normally add a reagent and then you will make a uh, precipitate. Okay, we know, uh, you know, a wet, a wet chemist knows uh, theoretically he has a analytical capability of uh, of uh, of converting the analyte into uh, into a form which can which can be weighed as a stable form. Okay, it will not break down, and um, when you whether uh, whether you. If you filter it. There are different type of. Uh, generally, a wet chemist will use either gravimetric form. You know, you will precipitate, right. it, which is uh, gravimetric comes from Greek word. gravi means to weigh something. Oh, Metric is the measurement. Right. You know? So you are do you are measuring the the amount using uh, by, uh, using a balance or by weighing your uh, precipitate.
0: So you precipitate it out, then you dry it out yes, uh, yeah, in your yeah. furnace, yes. and then you do a gravimetric and then a back calculation yeah. to what your target exactly. analyte is. Exactly, exactly. So well, I know some of them are colorimetric too, right? Some, yes. You're doing a, a color yeah. change on it. Yeah, exactly. They're colorimetric too, where you use
1: colorimetry or spectrophotometer. Okay, There also, if suppose you have phenolics, a single phenol or a combination of phenols, then uh, then you will use, uh, again, you will prepare a fresh reagents amino-antiburine, you will, right. uh, you know, where, and, uh, uh, and you will, you, you first will make a proper dilution. Now everything goes down to sample preparation. Right. You, you will prepare it, and then you will take the right amount. Now with, uh, uh, with spectrophotometric analysis, uh, then you have, you have to dilute it down and make standards by serial dilutions,
0: right? right? And and they then make like a cal curve or a exactly, curve for it. Exactly.
1: So that's with the instruments spectrophotometric,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, uh, and gravimetric is with measurement. Right. Okay. So we have so many different kinds of gravimetric where some of them uh, we will we will uh, ignite at a high temperature, like if we are doing sodium, like if we have a right. sodium chloride. So we'll add sulfuric acid to it, and we'll convert it to sodium sulfate. And we'll fume out. We'll put it on hot plate, and we'll fume out the extra sulfuric acid. So it goes to sodium sulfate. We will ignite it at 900 degrees, and and cool and weigh in a desiccator. Wow. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's been
0: so, a lot of steps in that.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and and the third other other kind is titrimetric analysis, where you will you know where you will do just uh, most of us will remember that, you uh, know, in high school we had a burette, right. and we, we the high school chemistry. So and you, you go can drop
0: by drop, drop into drop by drop. Yeah. You
1: know, you will have your titrant. You know, in the in, you know uh, in the burette, you'll fill it up. You'll clean the burette, and then you will fill it up. Like the basic example will be acid base reaction. Right. Okay. Where you will take sodium hydroxide in a burette, and if you want. Uh, uh, suppose you have baking soda, and you want to know how much is the, is the strength of baking soda. Right. So you will you will dissolve that in water. Take in a flask, Erlenmeyer flask. Right. And you will add an indicator. Usually, it's like uh, phenolphthalein.
0: Or bromo. Yeah. Bromo methyl orange. Thym- or yeah, methyl thy uh, yeah. right.
1: Exactly. There are many. Uh, you know, and then you will titrate. Uh, and you know, and, uh, and
0: so you will go from colorless to like slightly pink color. You know, that, that yeah. was always one of my questions when I yeah. was doing t- like how yeah. dark should it be before you consider that your endpoint? Well, how do you, how yeah. do you kind of tell when you're you've gotten that endpoint?
1: Yeah. So the endpoint, okay, like for bicarbonate, I know offhand, the the the, the, the pH should be around eight point three and what you don't want to do is overtitrate so when you are adding your sodium uh, hydroxide from the burette right right now you have to so you are adding sodium hydroxide and it becomes pink and when you mix it right the pink color goes away oh, that I see. means there is still some more extra acid in there okay and then you have to keep on adding take your titrate until the until there is a faint a faint permanent pink color
0: so how long do you wait for when you see some pink? How yeah. long do you wait yeah. to know it's permanent?
1: Okay, so you you wait like uh, it will be pink, and then you wait a couple of minutes. You you know, it should it should stay like should that stay for pink. three four minutes uh, maybe okay. five minutes, okay, and uh, now you will use the faint color. You know so that's your that's your end point, right? Okay? And then. Uh, yeah, it should stay permanent. Then, if you add a little bit more, it's just your comfort. You can add maybe a little, like quarter drop more. Right. You know, uh, it depends. Uh, it depends on how much indicator you have. You don't want to put too much indicator. Right. Maybe one or two drops of phenolphthalein is go- are good enough.
0: Right. Okay. You don't, yeah. don't want to overdo it. with You the don't want
1: to overdo because you, then will you
0: dilute your you dilute your yeah, volume too. Right. Exactly. Right. Okay.
1: So that's one of the simple titration, acid based titration. Then we have we do lot of metal analysis, uh, mm.
0: you
1: know. So lot of EDTA titration, okay? Okay. Uh, EDTA is a, is a weak acid, and then it combines with most of the lot of metals. Okay? It's a chelating agent, too, yeah. Isn't it's it? a chelating it complexes. It yes. complexes. So the first part will be uh, you will take your sample, and then you will add an indicator. You know, of right. course, the pH is very very. Uh, you have to adjust pH. Right. So, for example, if we are doing lead titration, mm-hmm. okay, then we use xylanol orange and we will adjust the pH around five, and uh, and will uh, then the endpoint uh, the color change will be from like uh, like red color to, to yellow color at the end point. Right. Yeah. So uh, and uh, so so what happened initially when there is no me- uh, you have the metal right initially you are taking an aliquanta of lead and you are adding a indicator so there is one color which is red color so as as you are adding edta right and uh, uh, at the endpoint near the endpoint all the lead and the edta will combine and you your choice of indicator should be that at the endpoint right mm-hmm. the indicator should let loose it's okay yeah yeah so if the indicator doesn't leave the the, the metal right then you cannot see the endpoint yeah. Okay so all the metal will be complexing with EDTA so you know so at the end point then the indicator becomes loose so you see the color change right yeah so it will be a yellow color
0: yeah it's interesting we were talking a little bit before about um you are talking about photospectrometers uh, and and things like that. A lot of people think that classical chemistry doesn't involve instruments or doesn't involve electronics or things. But right. there are processes that use. You have automatic dispensing bu- uh, burets. Yes. You have titrating units. You have pH monitors. You, and you do. You have spectrophotometers and other things right. that are all part of classic uh, uh, yeah. classic chemistry. Right. So it's it's just interesting because I think the perception is that classical chemistry is all this hands-on, and there definitely is a lot of it, but there's also instruments too.
1: Yes, yes. So what has happened over the years, right? Now classical chemistry, what we had uh, 50 years ago or 100 years ago, had to evolve. Right. Because classical chemistry, it takes a little longer, but you get very precise numbers. You can can easily get... you know, within 0.3 percent, 0.4 percent, and the uh, the effect, like the instrument might have some influence of, of uh, so many things, the right. viscosity. If you have the wrong amount of acid in your solution,
0: yeah, there's so, biases yeah on instrumentation, right? Right. right.
1: And, uh, with, uh, w- uh, and with with uh, with wet chemistry, you you can you can see that you have a pH meter. And you can you are adjusting the pH, so you you know you compensate uh, you for compensate it. for that, right? You know, and uh, gravimetry we can go up to five decimal places. These are all part of uh, different techniques of uh, wet chemical analysis, right? right. And uh, now if you have the pure uh, reagents, then uh, and uh, you have the, the right chemical reaction, which you develop, you you de- develop all these skills. And then you uh, finally, when you after precipitating, you are filtering it, and then you are washing it mm-hmm. until all the impurities or extra reagent is washed out. Right. Yeah, and you what you get is pure product, and then you are drying it, so you get very very accurate uh, results, and uh, and our ICP instrument, a lot of times they appreciate you know, the wet, uh, they have this backup. Another Backup of the wet
0: analysis, right. Yeah, exactly. Because instrumentation has has a bias. It has standard deviation, right. every part of it. I mean, they have auto samplers. So right. there's a lot of uncertainty on instrumentation that's yeah. not, right. um, not the same as being with the scale. Right. Well, I know when we calculate uncertainty, we calculate the uncertainty of, of everything from the, the pipettes, to the scales, to everything else. So you're actually closer to the process. You're closer to the beginning of the uncertainty. So you have a lot, a lot of less steps than the, the instrument does because they have all of those steps of the scale and the pipette and everything, but then they have to keep on building all the way up the – off the scale to the instrument and the auto-sample and all that. So they have a much bigger uncertainty, uh, a bigger un- statistical uncertainty. But your chemistry is closer to the source, so it has less uncertainty. Involved yes, we go hand-in-hand. Hand. So that's why
1: all of our products, right, are, are triple-checked. Right. And we are very proud of that. Uh, so, And then when it goes out, uh, you know, it, it, it has so many uh, certification so that makes a difference between us and the competition, you know. That yeah. we are give our products are triple checked, and that might justify some of our cost also. So uh, you know. Well,
0: I think I, we're very proud of what we do. We put a lot of heart and soul into making sure that we send it out right. That right. that we, you know, keep the reputation. Specs is the oldest uh, reference material. Provider in in the United States, yes. So we, we want to make sure that we are worthy of that reputation,
1: right? And and and, and even though, yeah. So we 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 uh, at SPACS, we maintain. We would we always have maintained, uh, you know, uh, the highest quality. If something is a little bit outside of the of the of the specification, uh. You know, we would we would definitely go ahead and adjust it. So it's very close to the to the target to the label right. value. So if something is uh, if we are uh, making something like a thousand milligram per liter, or we call it thousand ppm, yes, and if it is thousand six, we would not let it go. We would we would adjust it and bring it close to thousand. Right. Or if it is nine ninety five. We, we tend to bring it, you know, we, we go an extra mile, extra step. To
0: get it as close as possible. Exactly. Right. You
1: know, and we stand behind. We we warrant, uh, guarantee everything for one year. And that's regardless of any problem they have. Some customers will come back after 11 months if they had any problem, and we will give them a replacement. If, you
0: know, well, I know, you know that, that, that. We're, we always try to, with our customers, if they need to talk to a chemist like you or somebody else, we're always going to... You know, we always email you or we'll say, can you set up a call with Bridge and let's talk about it? Or one of our other chemists, Katie, or somebody else in the lab, we we try to really um, cater to the customer and make sure that they get what they need. And I know you're a big part of making sure they're getting what they need. And we're very proud of to, to have you in our team. And, and you're like the heart and soul of our team. You should see them dance when we have our Christmas <laughs> parties, too. <laughs> Yeah.
1: And customers are always like number one priority for us. You know, if a customer is running something on ICP and ICP also, you need skill and experience. Right. So if they are looking for like, for example, calcium, Mm -hmm. and there are different wavelengths, and if they are looking at a different wavelength, they might have different result. So our ICP chemists, they have like 30, 40, 50 years of experience. We, we, uh, we have such a, uh, you know, we are blessed to have uh, such a good team here and very experienced chemists. You know, mm-hmm. and most of them have doctorate degrees, and and they one of the nicest people we we have here. And anytime the customer has any problem, we can help them out.
0: Mm-hmm. I I know uh, I've come to you many times when I've had problems with whatever experiments I'm trying to do, and I've appreciated it. And and the
1: mindset here is like. Uh, even, uh, even to me, it seems like, I, you know, I, 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 I always think I, I'm learning every day. I come to work and thinking that, okay, keep your ears open and, and learn from right. people and do. And, and uh, part of the thing is to learn and to do something and to make the process better, whether, you know, chemical analysis better, and try to find out why does this thing happen and constantly we are getting new product and we have to develop new methods okay and right. do it like uh, and do it at a uh, at a reasonable rate so the customers don't have to wait that's right. why we I, I remember 15 20 years ago i used to do manual burette and everything was on burets right you know and now for last 10 years we have automatic pipette so a, an automatic uh, titrator right. we have automatic. An automatic titrator is nothing but a, a, a burette yeah, with so all the gizmos right <laughs> it's a it's a dosimat that exactly. doses out uh,
0: yeah, yeah, the bu- yeah. burette so. it's
1: very accurate and uh, yeah, if, if there are sometimes there is uh, uh, there's a uh, there's an order or a design where a customer needs uh, like 10 10 ppm of alkalinity or 50 ppm of alkalinity mm-hmm. even though it takes us a little longer but we do not say no we will we will do it for the customer you know
0: well thank you very much bridge i really really had a, a nice uh, time talking with you today and yeah. continue to do your good work and and if any of our customers need to talk to bridge feel free to contact us we'll put you in touch with bridge and you can ask your questions of him yeah. But thank you so much for joining us. Thank, thank you
1: very much for inviting me anytime, you know. Um, you well, know, we'll have you I back th-
0: again. We'll have you talking about something else next time.
1: Yeah, definitely. My pleasure.
0: Specs Speak Science is presented by Specs Companies. Specs CertiPrep and Specs Sample Prep provide scientists with certified reference materials and sample preparation equipment for a diverse range of analytical techniques. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider rating the podcast and subscribing for future installments. Similar content, such as application notes, research studies, webinars, and more can be found at both SpecsCertiPrep.com and SpecsSamplePrep.com. Thank you for listening to Specs Specs science and we look forward to bringing you future episodes.